I was wondering, should I start this with a musical number for you guys, or is that too much? Okay, thank you for your commentary. Um, but hey guys, welcome back. Uh, today is our 30th podcast, and I come for you. I come, that didn't, whoa, that's not, whoa, let's backtrack. I'm just going to get right in, because that was scary. But your girl is finally done with her sophomore year of college. And let's just say, I'm the, no tears were shed. <laughs> I was glad to, well, there was some tears shed. But not for the fact that I was leaving. Uh, tears were shed for other reasons. But I finished all my finals. Uh, I finished all of those on a Wednesday. I had till Thursday to move out. I was gone by Wednesday. I had my car packed by Tuesday night. I was ready to dip. To get out of there. If you will. I had work. And you best believe I drove to work with my car packed. And there's probably stuff that got, almost got melted. But I was like, mm-mm. After work, I got in that vehicle and I punched it home and then when I got home I had literally for the last week of college I don't know if everybody else deals with this at their schools but my college was like hey um you know totally put your mental health first finals are coming up Fuel yourself with food. Make sure you prioritize yourself. Um, I know that you're going to have like a ton of finals this week. And you probably have jobs and have social lives. I understand that. But I need you to get out of your dorms by Thursday at 4. Because we don't want y'all here Friday. Um, excuse me. Okay rude uh and I was like fine and I knew this because obviously I've been in the dorm like for two semesters so I kind of knew but I was like dang okay fine whatever um but pack my stuff up and that was the most stressful three days of my life because not only was I trying to study for finals prep Finish all the homework, projects, essays. Um, I had a podcast stuff. Like, a ton of things. Studying for my finals. Plus working. Plus packing up my dorm. <laughs> and my parents had came the weekend before my final, my final week. Um, and helped pack up. And tell me why. I could have put so much more in the vehicle. But my pea-sized brain was like, oh no, just get the big stuff. I can get everything else in my 2017 Toyota Corolla. If you don't know what a 2017 Toyota Corolla looks like, look it up because, mmm, mmm, I was downright stupid. Won't even lie to you guys. Downright stupid. I was like, what the heck was I thinking? On Tuesday, I text my mom and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you, but I think I misjudged 
everything about this situation. And she's like, you want me to come tonight? And I was like, yes, thank you. So she drove right after work. All the way. Love her for that. (laughs) She is the best mom. But she drove all the way. And I finished packing like 90% of my crap. I was like, here, take it. I've already filled my car up to the max. This is the crap that I need you to put in your vehicle. And she was like, okay. So Wednesday rolls around and I had a couple of few things. Tell me why Tuesday night I was sleeping on a, y'all are going to, don't cringe. I was sleeping on the cot. And if you have been in a dorm, you know that cot is sketchy. It's the same cot that you will see at a prison. Funny enough. Um, but I don't know if it was because I was so sleepy. I put a blanket down because who knows who slept on these cots before me. Um, but they are clean because I wiped them down before I even, you know, moved in. Like, as I was moving in. And I slept on a blanket and then had just my comforter over me. And it was probably some one of the best sleeps of my life. And so when I woke up, I only had to fold two blankets, like two types of blankets, and I was done. And it was hilarious. Honestly, the, I wish there was a documentary, just a little series of just those three days of my life, because it was giving Bo Burnham inside vibes. If you haven't seen that, you should totally check it out, because that's basically what it felt like. I was going crazy. But... What's funny enough is when I got home Wednesday, the fun did not stop. I was like, I know myself. I have not had enough proper sleep. I'm about to crash. But before I crash, I need to get everything out of all the vehicles, which thankfully they were out of all the vehicles except mine. And so I had to get all of that crap out of my car. And honestly, once I got it all out, I was like, I could just leave it here. But I would have never got the will over the next couple of days to do it. So while I was still running on those very small amount of fumes, in four hours, I unpacked all of my dorm stuff. All of it. Except like one bag, I think. All of it. Unpacked it, put it away. There's still a couple of things sitting around our house that probably I should get to, but I knew. Thursday rolled around, and I slept the whole day. I was, I would wake up, and then I would go back to sleep. Like, I was so tired. I didn't even want to eat. I was like, choose sleep over food any day of the week. And, yeah. That was my Hunger Games right there. Um, It's crazy because not only are you fighting for your life, every single other person on campus is fighting for their lives. It is an absolute ghost town because 90% of the students are in their dorm and they will not leave for a good 72 hours. They're working on small amounts of fumes of eating whatever they have left. Like literally Tuesday night supper was a Mountain Dew and goldfish. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. It's actually funny. So, that was a whirlwind. 
And what's funny enough is I have, t- I have one class credit, um, which is three hours away from having my associate's degree. Just general study. It happens, you know. You, that's like the number one thing. You're bound to determine if you continue for two years at a two-year college, obviously you're going to have an associate's degree by the end of it. And I did. I had an associate's degree, but I still have to take this three-hour. But financial aid doesn't cover it unless you have six hours. So I'm taking one necessary class and one unnecessary class this summer. Um, so those start at the end of this month. <laughs> so I get like three weeks off and then I'm back to school. But at least I don't have to drive and go to the actual campus. I can do this all at home. <laughs> but I still have to see that ugly red and white circle notification pop up on my phone, on my laptop, on my iPad. She haunts me in my dreams, but it's okay. Uh, but we're going to cross our fingers because at the end, I applied to all the program health science programs that I was interested in. And we're going to cross our fingers for at least one, at least one, to say yes, yes girl, you're good. Um, so we're just going to cross our fingers. Like, I'm so glad when I submitted it, I was like, oh, that's such a heavy weight lifted off of my shoulders. But then another weight just came back because now I'm like, what if they say no? What if they say yes? What if I have to choose? Like, oh my gosh. I need to know, and I won't know until probably June or July. <laughs> I'm actually scared, um, but I'm keeping it on the ra- I'm keeping on on the DL because around my family, I'm like, yeah, we're just gonna hope for the best. Internally, I'm panicking because I have no backup plan. Um, yeah, <laughs> but we're just gonna. Roll with the punches, okay? There's nothing else I could have done. I have to remember that because when I was putting in this application, I was looking at all the criteria and I was realizing, like, I have done all I can do. The only thing that I could have done differently is retake my ACT. And I said, screw that. I'm just joking. I tried, but I could not. Like, the dates were not going to work for the next one. And the only available one, I had, like, three days to apply to it. And my username, password would not work. I, like, called the ACT hotline, got on the phone with somebody, and he was like, yeah, let me change your password. Proceeded to change my password. And I, and he's like, okay, you should be good. Give it a couple of minutes, maybe an hour max, and it should be fixed, and let me know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay. I gave it like 30 minutes. I clicked in and it didn't work. I was like, if you can't fix the problem, something's, something bad is wrong. And so I never got to take it. But like, that's the only thing that could change my circumstances, which is kind of sad that despite me doing so good with literally the two years I've been here, I can get a simple no because my ACT is just not up to par compared to others. And what sucks is like they could have a C in a class while I have all A's, but their ACT score gives them more points. The math is not mathing, which I'm hoping they go off of not just ACT this semester. It's different every trot, like every 
year they that applications come in it depends on how many applications it depends on how close blah 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 and I'm just like okay sometimes I wish I was a COVID college freshman I know it sucks because I completely understand that a lot of those people will probably fight me for saying this and the only reason I'm saying it is because y'all got a free hall pass when it came to a lot of things I'm just saying I'll say it right now and I don't mean that hateful I say that because I'm jealous like obviously y'all went through some really crappy stuff I was a post-covid kid which means like my senior year was the year the second year of COVID, which means it wasn't as bad, but it was still prevalent. And I think we tend to forget about that. Like, I missed out on a bunch of things my senior year because things were not back to normal yet. So I still get the short end of the stick as well as the 2020 people, 2020 and 2021 kids kind of got ripped off. But 2020 kids, when they went to college... They got a hall pass on some stuff. Like, not a lot of people were going to college due to COVID. And not a lot of people were applying themselves to some things. So, getting into a program was easy. Now, once they were in the program, it might not have been, like, all sunshine and rainbows. But, like, anyway, that's my little rant. Sorry, guys. But, we start work next month that's the that's the information I have heard so I'll be around some children's this summer um I'm working at a summer program for kids whose parents like obviously don't really they want their kids to like it's basically a basically daycare but for kids who are too old for daycare anyway and so they get to go to the park they get to go to the playground, sometimes the pool, I don't know, and I get to bask in the sun while I play with kids. I'm like one of the younger ones, so obviously none of the older teachers are going to want to go run with the kids. Heck yeah, I guess I will be that one. Um, I've already done it before in the past, and I, I loved it. Um, but I was also doing another job, so I didn't get to give it my full attention. But this year, I, I'm crossing my fingers for the best. But I'm really excited. I've never been really excited for work, but I really like this. It's, it's really fun. And I know most of the kids, and they haven't seen me for almost two years. So some of these kids are going to be, like, a lot older, and they're going to be like, I know you. So, I'm really excited to see some of these children. Um, but, there's going to be a lot more content on here. I'm sorry, I've spent so much on a little life update. But, I have more time to devote myself to the podcast. So I'm super excited. I got some more equipment. So, we're going to try. and We might try and fail. But, we're going to try to video some of the stuff. So, like I said, cross your fingers. Because I want you guys to see my facial expressions. I want you to see me. That's not in a prideful way. I just, I'm just saying. 
But let's just hop into the podcast actual content. So I was sitting here, obviously, like every single time I sit down to try to figure out what I want to talk about. Sometimes I don't have anything. But I was sitting there and I've been doing some stuff for myself. Um, One of those is I have been walking a mile every single day. Um, and I've just been fixing my sleep schedule, spending less time on my phone, drinking a crap ton of water a day for my own personal, like, health. Um, no, like, label on it. I'm not doing it because, hey, I want to do this or I want to look like this. I'm just doing it to kind of keep a schedule going, even during the summer, And just to keep my body moving, because if I don't, I kind of get in a slump where I just sleep all day, and it's just not good for my mental health. This is just me. And I realized that I have not talked on the podcast about, like, making a full episode about prioritizing oneself. And so, that's what today we're going to talk about. And that is me prioritizing myself and what I do. So, what does it mean to prioritize? And I looked it up, and it means to designate or treat something as more important than other things. And another definition is um, the order of dealing with tasks according to their importance. So, I thought that's kind of... Basically, that's enough information you need to know. Um, It's treating yourself as the most important thing, basically. Like, I think we tend to forget in order to take care of other things, you kind of need to take care of yourself because then things would not get done. Like, if you don't prioritize yourself mentally, mentally or physically, you can't physically help somebody else and so it kind of starts with you you don't realize that or we tend to just like be told or I think with the fast culture we tend to like get overwhelmed and it gets foggy and we tend to just miss the main thing of keeping ourselves together for the sake of others so The number one thing when you are trying to fix or mend or heal something about yourself or your environment or your lifestyle is the number one thing is kind of you need to know your your why, your reasoning behind it. Because if you don't, then things just kind of fall apart because you need to know the reason why. I'll tell you an example is... If you're ever in diet culture, and I have been, at a pretty decently young age, I was kind of introduced to diet programs. And one of the number one things that they've talked about is like, why are you doing this? What do you want to change? But why? Why do you need to change? Why do you need to work on your weight loss or your health or whatever it is? And same goes for people who have dealt with some type of abuse 
like addiction, abuse of drugs and addiction to alcohol or whatever it may be, is in a program they usually ask you your why. Like why do you need to change? Why do you need to stop this? And why do you need to start doing this? And blah, 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 blah. For a human and for anything, honestly, it needs a why. For the most part. I say that, but now that I'm sitting here, some things you'll never know the why of. But for humanity, they kind of, that's how humans work is we kind of need the, that's why we're always asking why, why, why. It's like, who, what, when, why? It's like one of the top questions that we ask ourselves and we're taught to ask. So, the first thing I want to talk about is why I'm choosing or why I've chosen to prioritize myself. And I've done this in the past and I've this isn't something new to me. But I've re-kind of dedicated to doing this towards the end of the semester I started doing it. And I'll give you an example of what I started to do. I've been walking a mile for at least three, four, three weeks now. Um, what's funny is during the final season, obviously, I my finals start and last for two weeks, not just one. Because the first week, I have all my online courses that have finals. I do those the week before. I also take lab finals for certain classes. Depends on how the professor lays it out. But I had three, um, three finals one week and then like three the next week. Three or four the next week. So the first week I was like, I'm going to get overwhelmed. And then I forgot that my college town has a park. And it has a really shaded trail. And it kind of gives me that idea. I don't really like walking on just tracks because it's pretty boring to me. I get bored, okay? I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. But I get bored pretty easily. And on this trail, I'm covered by nature, which I love. And so... I was like, dang, okay. And apparently, like, one good lap is a whole mile, but they, it doesn't feel like it because it's stretched out. You don't have to do like four laps for it to equal a mile. I think it's just one, which is great. I could be wrong, but, um, I was like, why not do this? It'll take 30 minutes, an hour max. And so what I did was started out. I just want to make one lap and one lap the whole time it took me about 30 minutes and I was like that's perfect I would be on the phone with somebody talking listening to a podcast listening to music sometimes I would just kind of chill with my thoughts um but it was nice because it got me out of my dorm it got me off campus it got me outside getting fresh air it was great um that's me prioritizing myself so, one of the reasons that of why is putting yourself on the back burner doesn't help, doesn't help it or you in the long run. Like, it doesn't help others in the long run and it doesn't help you. 
Okay, once you put yourself on the back burner for other people, other things, other important tasks in your life, it's going to hurt those tasks in the long run. It's going to hurt those people in the long run because you didn't put yourself first and you're going to snap because it's just inevitably going to happen. You're going to get exhausted emotionally, physically, mentally, and it it's not going to be good for you or the people around you or the task at hand. Okay? Like it's it's not going to. So put that's why you need to choose because for me, I've seen it in countless people in my personal life and people that I don't know very well, but I can see it by the events. They let other things control them in a sense where they tend to forget that like you, you got to put yourself first. And so it kind of builds up and then it kind of crashes down on them and you can see them fall figuratively like it it crashes fights happen amongst friends and family with these people and you they get frustrated and they kind of try to ignore it by pushing it away um and it's just building because they didn't prioritize themselves and I I get it there's a lot of times where we're told or we feel like I can't like I, I genuinely can't Given my circumstances, I can't prioritize myself. And I was like, first of all, I hate to tell you this, but you can. Um, you can. It just, it might, it might take some time and it might not be a lot, but it could be just one small step. Another reason why is it's not you being selfish, okay? You've got to get that out of your head. You're not being selfish. You're being logical, like, you're thinking smarter, not harder. The third reason why is, first of all, why not? Like, why not put yourself first for happiness? Like, we all want to be happy in life. And if if you don't, then I don't know what to say to you. Why are you listening to the podcast? But, I mean, why not? Sometimes we get so tired of feeling emotion feeling emotions, like heavy emotions. Sometimes you just want to feel light for like a a good hour. So why not? You're going to feel one. Would you rather feel like 10 minutes of happiness or 10 minutes of sadness? Like, mm, mm. would you rather have 30 minutes of sadness or just 15 minutes of happiness? Like most people are going to choose happiness. They are. Okay. Another reason is because sometimes you just need a break from worrying about everybody else's problems. Like, sometimes you just need to step back and be like, hold on. These aren't even my problems. These aren't even my issues. And if they are family issues or if they are relationship, friendship issues, in the end... Y'all are two different parts of the equation. (laughs) Like, you are two separate parts to the structure. You are two separate parts to the dynamic. You are not one whole. Like, I know some people in a relationship being like, we're two halves, but when we're together, we're a whole. But you're also a half. (laughs) Um, I also 
kind of, when you get in a relationship, you need to prioritize yourselves to keep your identity separate from your partner in a relationship. Like, you do not need to be defined as so-and-so's partner. That's not, no. That is a major red flag for me. When I can see, I've seen it before in high school, girls or even guys who get in relationships and suddenly their whole dynamic changes, their whole demeanor, their whole personality changes because they've just like shifted their whole time where they're like, I'm not so-and-so anymore. I'm so-and-so's boyfriend. I'm so-and-so's girlfriend. I'm this person now. I'm this, I've got to pretend to be this way now because I am in this relationship. And they kind of completely forget their own personality and their whole individualism. I don't even know if that's a real word. Another reason why. You can't grow. And I remember hearing this and I've seen it on Pinterest. Some cute aesthetic, you know, quote that they put on there. You can't grow in the same pot that you died in. And I know that's kind of morbid. What I'm saying is you've hit rock bottom before. You have, you have before or you're at that point where you've hit rock bottom. You, it's happened. You cannot grow. You cannot. Now I know somebody is going to be like, well, technically you can just regrow the, okay, just go along with it. Go along with the aesthetic Pinterest quote. Once you've hit rock bottom, you can't rebuild in the same pot as you, as the plant, you know. Same concept goes, if we're going to keep with the plant theology, um, you can't keep growing when you've already outgrowed your pot. Basically, if you are growing, you're healing, you can't keep growing in a toxic relationship, friendship, house household um environment you can't and I know that's very difficult giving certain circumstances I'll say when you're living in a toxic household I cannot speak because I did not live and do not live in a toxic household but I can see and I've seen a lot of people who lived and are living in a toxic household and they're kind of stunts on their growth because they have so much opportunity, but they can't because of, they're just, a, like, they can't heal themselves away from the toxicity when they're still around said toxicity. And I understand, but at least you, my opinion is, like, at least you're acknowledged that, hey, I'm working on myself. I'm going to need to spend less time in this environment if I want to keep working on it. I completely understand. I cannot, I understand, but I don't at the same time because I've not experienced that. So I don't know kind of the best way to go about it. If you can't get out of the situation, try to spend as small a time there I guess and when you are there kind of don't let it get in your bubble of your healing don't let it get into your pot you've you've replanted yourself in a separate pot don't let the weeds get in I guess I don't know I'm trying to keep with the plant 
thought it was cool. Okay, don't make fun of me. I do want to talk. I saw this because I was obviously talking about prioritizing myself. And I wanted to find something cool. And I was, you know, looking at research done about prioritizing. And then I found the law of detachment. Not the law of attachment. Not the law of attraction. Those are different laws. But these are the laws of detachment. And I think when you are on the way to prioritizing yourself in order to do that sometimes you have to detach from things that you are holding on to or linked with um that could be seen in friendships relationships households different types of scenarios um but the laws go the first one is allow others to be who they are Law of detachment, and you, you have to realize that those people are just mean people. Those people are just bad people. Those people are just difficult, toxic people to work with. That's who they are. You've addressed, I mean, for the most part, you've probably addressed it. If you haven't, you can um, address, be like, hey, y'all are just, you're being very toxic. You're, you're being really rude, very mean, hurtful with your actions, with your words. And the first law of de- 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 ooh, to detach is just to realize that, hey, that's who they are. They have showed you exactly who they are. And in order to detach, you allow them that privilege to be themselves. It hurt- I won't even lie that it, it, it hurts when you see that, okay, this is, this is how you are. You've showed your true colors. You're not going to change. All right. I'm going to allow that. And it's funny the way that they word that is allow. Like, you are, it makes you feel strong. And take pride in yourself because you are allowing it. You're allowing it. And I know we use that term a lot when people use it against abuse. Like, people of domestic abuse. Like, they allowed that to happen. And it kind of weakens the victim. But when you look at it, and when I was reading this, I was like, heck yeah, I allowed you to be, I'm not going to curse, but I allowed you to be a pain in the butt to me. I allowed that. And it kind of gives yourself a pat on the back. Because it's like, huh, yeah, you're right. And it makes you feel stronger, hopefully. Don't, Don't take it like pridefully. Because that will come back to bite you in the butt too. But the second one is allow yourself to be who you are. You realize that they're going to be hateful. But I'm not going to let that. Because that's not who I am. And if you're sitting here and you're like, well that is who I am. I am a pain in the butt. I'm going to be like, mm, mm, uh, anyway, okay. That will, karma, I'm a firm believer in karma. I, I don't know why that came out like that. But I'm a firm believer, believer, Bieber, sorry, in karma. So stuff like that will come back to bite you. Um, the third one is don't force situations, okay? Detachment is realizing that you can't hang on to promises sometimes. And you can't force situations. You can't force a friendship, first of all. You cannot force a friendship. You can try 
Mm -mm. You can't force a relationship either. Mm, I say that. But in the end, it will come crashing down. And I've seen people force relationships and situationships, if you will. And I'm like, mm, girl, mm, boy, you tried way too hard. But in the end, it usually doesn't end so well. It doesn't. Um, so don't force situations, okay? Because you're prioritizing yourself. You don't have the energy for that. You don't have the time. You got to put yourself first. So when you're you're focusing and trying to force, it's just no. Another one is uh, the fourth one is uncertainty is reality. Uncertainty is reality. Okay? You're not going to know. You're not going to be able to solve or fix every kind of issue, every task, every problem in your family life, your home life, um, family, home life, your relationship, your own, your own life. You're not going to be able. Okay? Uncertainty is reality. That is so strong because we live in a society who kind of makes you feel like you kind of need to know and you need to know the answers to things and the whys and the what's and the hows. Uncertainty, I think, is prime reality. And if you are Christian or in any kind of faith, oh, good grief, sorry. But if you are, you, in the basis of my faith, we talk about that. Like, you're not in control of anything. God is in control. Um, a higher power, if you will, is in control. So that's exactly parallel with this statement of uncertainty is the reality. And when you prioritize yourself, most of the time there is a lot of uncertainty there. Will this get done? Will that happen this way? Well, I'll be able to do this. Like, I don't know. When I went on those walks, I had tasks. I had assignments on Canvas waiting for me patiently on my iPad. And I was like, the uncertainty was, if will I do good on it? Will it be easy? Will it be a hard task? It, the uncertainty, like, I, I didn't know. But I prioritized myself for just a small amount of time to accept that. Fifth is solutions will emerge. They will. That's crazy coming from the uncertainty. Solutions will happen. They might not happen the way you want, but they will. Six, embrace it. Embrace it. Accept, you know. And it's, there's a difference in accepting and embracing. I would like to point out that when you embrace it, you just take it for what it is. It might not be pretty. It might not be, it might not be awesome. It might not be cool. It might not be happy all the time. It might be like really crappy and crap is hitting the fan and it's just a show. It could be bad, but, um, you're embracing it. You're not accepting it. You're not really like, I like this and I'm taking this and I accept all of this. You're just like, okay, this is happening. Um, it's a good word to change some things around and embrace is a good, cool way. And so I wrote down some ways 
that to prioritize yourself like what is the way to go number one thing before you start and it's kind of the law of detachment kind of bounces off of that is boundaries making boundaries for yourself they're not easy I just started um, talking to my therapist and one of my friends that I work with she is a older she's a mom of two kids and she was talking to me about we have had some really deep discussions but she was telling me about boundaries and we have been working on the last honestly the last year two some the past two semesters boundaries and it's not been easy because I'm such a people pleaser when it comes to certain things so boundaries were very difficult for me but I worked on it with her and my therapist and you just got to do it. Um, second one is changing your self-talk. Used to, I would have been like, boundaries, girl, get your life together. It'll be fine. Boundaries, whatever. Boundaries. Uh, used to, I would been like, boundaries, good grief. Your family already thinks you're already, like, prideful and a B-word. Like, your parent, your family's already like, oh, she's drama- She's a drama queen. I've been called drama queen literally my whole life. I've just accepted it at this point. Um, but that's what the boundaries are. Like, the self-talk is completely different from what it used to be. Because I used to beat myself up over the smallest things or the biggest things. Or I would just talk so ugly to myself. And if you're going to prioritize yourself, then bad negative language doesn't need to be in the mix. Like, it, that don't make any sense. Three is giving compassion to your time schedule, to your social clock. If you don't know what social clock is, let me educate you because I took human growth and development and I know what social clock means. So basically, social clock is the concept that I think society, culture, environment, the world, I don't know how you want to say it, but it's been around for forever. And it's the, it's always changing, funny enough, but we still badger every generation about, well, in my day, it's weird because it's always changing, but at the same time, every generation before the other generation is badgering the new upcoming generation. Like, by the time I was 20, blah, blah, I'm like, okay, nice. Social clock example is like by the time you're 25 I already had my first kid and I would blah 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 and by the time I was 25 I was already climbing up the corporate ladder I was already blah 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 making this much money by the time I was 30 um my kids college fund was already paid for I'm like good for you (laughs) by the time I was 20 actually let me take that back boomers be like by the time I was 15 I was already married what are you doing and I'm like uh I'm still in high school I'm sorry I haven't even got my driver's license I can't even legally vote and you're gonna be like I was married I was like good for you so that's the social clock so having prioritizing yourself is realizing that you might be going slower or faster than others 
Now, if you are going faster, do not bully the people going slower. You know the whole tale of the tortoise and the hare? It's the same concept. People are going to go slower. People are going to go faster than you. People are going to be more successful right now than you are. But in the long run, that can crash and burn. Or it might not, but you might zoom past them later on in life. Like, respect understand and when prioritizing yourself sometimes you're gonna go slower sometimes you're gonna go faster some people are not gonna like that some people are gonna be like you're 20 come on let's go party and you're like I don't want to I don't want to like I'm good respecting people's timing um you need to be dating you need to be putting yourself out there no I know I've just entered my 20s or I'm entering my 20s, I'm just not ready for it yet. That's okay. So that's kind of what I mean there. Um, The fourth one is do things for your own happiness. I, I would not do this literally a year from now. A year before, sorry. A year ago, I was not necessarily doing things for other people's happiness but it was just something where I was like man I don't really want to do this but I'm doing it for somebody else and that's fine to do that and kind of what's the word like I don't know what I'm trying to think and say but basically it's okay to do stuff for others desires that's fine People do, like, that's the cool part about my friend group and the people that I have in my friend circle is, um, I want to do this. And they're like, oh, okay, fine, whatever, we'll do that. Uh, I'm going to talk about my roommate. She hates scary movies, but (laughs) she went and watched the new Scream movie with me because she knew I was so excited. And that's the one, out of all the choices, that's the one that we were like, okay, that's, okay. And I absolutely loved it. I love horror movies so I was like yeah but sometimes when you're prioritizing yourself and you do things by yourself for yourself for your happiness because again your happiness is important okay six allow yourself some grace to ask for help know your limits it's okay to ask for help, okay? I've talked about that before, giving, when it's asking for help, that could mean a lot of things, asking for advice, asking for actual help, like, hey, I'm trying to do this, I need help, or mentally, I'm I'm struggling, I need some help. Know your limits, like, don't, just because you're on this prioritizing yourself journey doesn't mean that you have to become an island and isolate yourself. And try to be a baddie and strong-willed and all this. Yeah, but you also need to remember that it's okay to ask for help. I mean, most humans know. It's like, thankfully, mental health is talked about a lot more. Like, mental health awareness is talked about so much more. So, asking for help is publicized and put on logos and put out there more so most people know that they can ask for help it's just kind of a conflict within themselves 
So I can say all of this song. I can say all of this stuff. You've probably heard it before. And if you haven't, good. I'm glad that you're hearing it for the first time. But if you've heard it before, it's like somebody hitting a nail, but every single time they're missing the nail. So you've heard this. If you have, you know, it's okay. You can ask for help. It's just a conflict within yourself. So prioritizing yourself, you're kind of left with your own thoughts a lot of time. And so it's finally the realization like, dang, I need help. It finally clicks in its own time. It will click. Uh, Seven, saying no is not wrong anymore. Okay, we were, I know that there's a lot of mixed messages because a lot of people are like, say yes for the plot. Say yes to more things. It's for the plot. First of all, cool. Second off, no. I mean, if you want to, so be it. I've always been one of those people that's like, if you want to do it for the plot, as long as it's your will, like you're wanting to do it, you're not doing it for somebody else, then so be it. Um, but we are, thankfully, I'm so thankful that Gen Z talks about this a lot. Um, give my generation a pat on the back sometimes because we're always advocating for saying no like no I don't like that no um I don't want to deal with that no I don't want to do that no I don't want to embrace that I want to accept that like no sometimes I know it can be a little annoying we can we can seem a little annoying I won't lie every generation has a group within a group um but I do like the advocating for like you don't need to be partying and our generation I think every generation thinks that we're just partiers but really and truly I don't think we're that bad but whatever but talking about our will to say no it's okay it's cool now you know it's cool to say no and it's cool to stay home now and chill with your friends and your house like that is talked about a lot on social media of just chilling and I know that there's like this thing of get ready with me to stay in instead of going out like that's a trend that's a very popular movement on social media now and I appreciate that so sometimes it's okay to say no it is it's okay to say no to most things um because I mean you're prioritizing yourself eight let go of things or people you can't control indicating with things you can't control and you can't control people's opinions of you I bounce this off of the no because a lot of times when you say no to things for me I'm already thinking oh great they think I'm a prude and they'll never invite me to anything ever again or no they're gonna think I'm trying to be better than them and um I'm a prude and I'm not cool and I'll never have cool friends who go out and party and go to clubs and I'll never be invited. Like, it's just a spiraling mentality for myself here. But you got to let go of the fact of whatever they're thinking about you after you say no. And I'm a, I, I read people, if that makes sense. So, like, when I say no and you see their facial expressions, you're like, oh, God, oh, God. You're like, oh, right, <laughs> oh, great, this is. I'm going to think about this for the next 24 hours. Love it. 
you gotta let it go. It's easier said than done. I am living proof that it's easier said than done. But it's that detachment. It's that sense of detachment. People are gonna be pe- people are gonna be who they are, and you just gotta allow it. I think we're on eight. Taking time to yourself, kind of bouncing off that whole like social clock and stuff like that. But I'm gonna also include in this is like taking care of yourself is a big thing in the whole self care realm, which is the next one I have. Self care is health care. Hmm, that sounds cool, but it's true. Self care is your health. It is health care. Um, and that's just simple as that. Take care of yourself. Take the time for yourself. It might not be a lot. You might be a busy mom and you don't have the time. Just a small amount of time to take care of yourself is great. It's enough. You, I mean, on the social media, people are probably taking a self-care night and you're like, I don't have time for that. If you were able to do at least 15, 20 minutes of just some kind of self-care for yourself, that's good enough. Okay, that's great actually. That's not just good enough. That's great. That is pat yourself on the back worthy. Going off of that, number, I think we did eight and nine. Number 10 is, and I will always, I've actually had a podcast episode previ- like previously talking about celebrating those small victories. Okay? You did a small victory in your head. You did just 15, 20 minutes. And you're like, it's not a lot, but celebrate that. Okay? It's okay to celebrate small victories. And to you, they're not small. Or they might be. But the only reason you say that they're small is because you're comparing. Let's be honest. But celebrating those small things will definitely boost your happiness, your confidence, and in the whole prioritizing yourself. When you celebrate those small victories, you tend to want to prioritize yourself more because you like that feeling of those little victories. Because if you don't celebrate them, you just ignore them, then you kind of lose your reason. You lose that why factor. And 11 is get off your phone. It's for your own good. I promise you it is for your own good. Get off of your phone. Because number 12 for me is stop comparing and start self-reflecting. Get off your phone. People are going to be doing cooler things with their life than you are right now. Okay? There's somebody who's doing some incredible thing. And you're like, oh, cool. I'm sitting at my house all by myself. So be it. Okay? There's also going to be somebody who's doing worse things than you. That are having to do other stuff. That you're like, oh, thank goodness I don't have to do that. Okay? Just remember. So... I am telling myself this right now because I have been on my phone checking, like, Instagram. I have a love-hate relationship with her. I really do. Because I love her, but at the same time, she is my enemy. 
and then I just go into this like spiraling of comparing myself and like blah and no need for that and first of all you wouldn't spiral if you didn't click it's a click away it's the fact that you're a click away from a spiral that's when you know you need to work on yourself I'm talking to myself here okay if you feel called out then maybe maybe this is perfect for you but if you're one click away from spiraling and like your confidence going down one click away girl you need to work you need to work work on yourself there was one point I won't even lie that I was clicking on I say this in a good way of not to brag but there was at one time I was clicking I could click and see all these people doing crazy stuff and I was like well okay and then I got to college and I was like ooh, people are really doing cool stuff <laughs> I'm dying inside but d just stop okay you gotta stop comparing I've talked about it on here before it's very toxic it's it's a you mm, wow and you gotta start reflecting um started reflecting a lot in the last couple of months on the smallest things um reflecting one time I was just sitting in my bedroom reflecting on my childhood bedroom a lot of crap has happened in this bedroom a lot of ups a lot of downs a lot of downs but I was reflecting on how grateful I am to first of all have such a nice room I know my room is very small in my head I would love a bigger room for all of my stuff <laughs> but I'm very grateful some people don't have this luxury reflecting really helps you see where you stand um reflecting can be sad sometimes reflecting seeing some things and but it also gives you compassion there's a lot of benefits to reflecting so when you stop comparing and you start reflecting on yourself sometimes when I reflect I see like yeah they're doing that but they're kind of following the same trend and that's fine first of all don't want to sit here and bash all the sorority girls I don't that's not um but they as long as they love it do it but it's okay when you self-reflect you see your own like uniqueness um that you tend to overlook so definitely stop comparing and start self-reflecting a lot of times like I mentioned that self-reflection is kind of eye-opening to realize like I need to start putting myself first and there's that why factor of why you should prioritize yourself and I want to say in closing though this is bound to determine in anything it's funny it's funny I'm very I am religious but I want to tell you something it's crazy to me as soon as you start putting yourself first suddenly the world is pissed at you and you're like what well I don't want that let me take it back that was a little aggressive but the reason I say that is it's reality things you start prioritizing yourself and you're like this is great and then you start realizing people for who they really are 
and they suddenly don't want to be around you or you start losing connections with family or relationships kind of go to the toilet like things start to get revealed and you're like ooh this is not this is not good it will get worse before it gets better for the most part and so in closing there will be ups and downs it will not always be easy um there will be a lot of like gut feelings that you're just like oh gosh and the world will not be there with opening arms let me tell you that right now just the same time thing is like in christianity i'll tell you one thing that a lot of people don't talk about and when you get closer to christ and you start becoming very parallel with christ things get way more difficult i will not lie to you and it's really I'd say this because I want people to know, like, the reality. You you start experiencing things that Jesus kind of experienced while he was on earth. That's hence the reason why he walked the face of the earth. Is so that he can understand humanity and be like, yes, I have literally walked in your shoes for the most part. I know what you're feeling. I can help you. Okay. So, with that being said, it's crazy the same concepts when you start working on yourself, whether you're religious or not. I'm going to talk about it from a religious point. Is when I start putting myself first and start working with God to put myself first and to prioritize me. And when I'm prioritizing myself, I'm including God because He is a part of me. Crap starts getting harder. I won't even lie. But you've got to keep pushing through. Okay? That's that's the whole point of all of this is you've got to realize you're important. And you're so important that you have to work so hard because that's how valuable you are. And just by simply changing the way you look at things, like I just said, will change a lot for you and you are like I said you're important you're worth it and it's not gonna be easy but I promise you once you get over that first hurdle and you get to celebrate that first little victory it's like wow this is great this is nice this is worth it I like this and that's that's the feeling you get to have when you keep putting yourself first. And when you keep putting yourself first, you'll start to, it's crazy, things will fall apart, but then things will start to mend back. And you can look at it from different ways, if you're religious or not. But, like I said, it's, it will work out in the end. And I know a lot of people say that, and you get told that a lot, and you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um... It doesn't feel like that right now, but it's when you start prioritizing yourself, you are able to be more present in situations. You are able to respond to issues differently all around. It'll be a full circle moment and it will work in your benefit. I promise you. If it didn't benefit you, 
I wouldn't tell you <laughs> to do it. Okay? That's why I tell you. That's why they tell you not to do drugs. Because it really doesn't benefit you in the long run. Same concept. If it didn't benefit you, I wouldn't tell you. If it didn't benefit you, you know, people wouldn't plaster it on Pinterest. On a cute aesthetic post about plants. So, that's all I have for you guys. I love you guys. And if prioritizing yourself today was just simply listening to this podcast, good for you. Give yourself a little pat on the back. And as always, stay safe. And I hope to see you or hear you or listen to the next one.